Welcome to the Center in the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. And we are continuing a conversation we started last week. Uh, we talked about roots and wings and standing in the gap for your friends, your family. And then we started talking about what is it really like to give your children wings and encourage them to be more independent. Right. I do think that in this day and age, our kids are not independent enough. And mm-hmm. um, I, for one, am a rock star at holding my kids back, actually. <laughs> <laughs> doing things for them more or what yeah. how do you define that well so definitely with protecting my, them or? protecting them for my mm-hmm. older children I just felt like I am protecting you from this crazy world that I know oh, um, and lots of counseling has taught me <laughs> that actually protecting them from all the fears that I had from the things that I had seen enforced their probably thought that they couldn't do it on their own Gotcha. And so for me to um, go have that conversation for them, when I'm thinking, I'm just being a good parent and standing up for you, I wish that I had someone to do that for me when I was younger, mm-hmm. actually taught them, you need me to stand up for you. So whenever you need me, just give me a call and I'll stand up for you. Right. And I think that's important that kids know that, that they have backup. And, but it is also important to know, for them to know that I can do it myself. And they feel that security and that confidence because they know they have the backup. And so it's making that transition over to, you know, like now I'm making, with two in high school, I'm making my daughter call and make her own appointments. Mm. She's like, no, I don't want to call. And I'm like, no, you can call. I don't know. Your your calendar, your schedule is crazy. I could never figure this out. Call and make the appointment. You know, and so the more and the the first few times, that's a little challenging. You get a lot of resistance. But now she's like, oh, yeah, I called and I did whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so I think I've had a lot of questions. You know, people ask a lot about social media and iPhones right now Mm. because that's such a big part of our children's lives. And we could literally have a whole week of podcast or month of podcast on social media. But. You know, at what age is it correct? And what did you let your kids do? And I just want to say, for every family, it's different. There's no judgment. We gradually started when ours were um, probably 7th and 8th grade Mm -hmm. in middle school. And we did it then with limited, you know, I think it was just Instagram or something. Mm -hmm. But what it does, if you wait until they're juniors and seniors in high school, they're already in the thick of it mm-hmm. versus a little bit younger. They're slowly easing into it. You're able to manage it more mm-hmm. and you can help them navigate all of that. You're teaching, you're, they're learning along with you and there are going to be some pitfalls and there's going to be some things that may be posted, but you're, it's teaching time Yeah, and they're safe under your care and you're monitoring it versus when they are get older and you're not able to monitor it as well. So when you decide when they're 17 or 18 and they can have Snapchat or whatever, you don't get to monitor that. Right. But you hope that you have taught them along the way how to use those tools that they will always have mm-hmm. that are part of their life at this age, whether it, was, it, it wasn't at our age, but it is at theirs. So we have to teach them how to use it, how to respect it, and how to use it with honor. Matt will say, look, when they get a little fussy about us 
overseeing it. He's like, I wouldn't hand you a loaded shotgun and say, go hunting. Right. He's like, I would never do that. But I will teach you how to respect it, how to use it, the parts of it, what's safe, what's not, and then you can have the shotgun. You know, because social media, words can kill. And I do think the timing um, of 7th and 8th grade is interesting because once they hit high school, it's almost no holes barred at that point. So exactly. when you start it in 7th and 8th grade, um, they also are still a little bit reliant on you. You're giving them mm-hmm. lots of rides. Their friends don't have cars. Um, so that's easy to monitor. Well, and you know, for my girls... Social media was just becoming a thing when they were of that age. And so my rule was, you know, they had friends that were lying when they were like in fifth grade. Right. Saying they were of age. And I said, well, we don't lie. So we're not going to lie about our age in order to create a social media account. But when you're of age, Mm -hmm. the proper age, you can have one and we'll talk about it and I'll monitor it. And they hated every second of it. Yeah. But they did it and I, I do think they're very respectful on social media so um yeah I gave mine each one chance I'm like you get one mess one major mess up mm-hmm. and after that you get to go back to a flip phone and I mean it yeah and I'm like and don't think I don't because it would be so much easier for me and my stress level and to be able to manage you with just a flip phone. So I still have flip phones in my drawer just in <laughs> just case. In case. <laughs> so you got to be firm, but yeah. you also with every year and having a senior in high school, we really and you know, you have older kids with every year Matt and I sit down and talk about all right, she needs more freedom mm-hmm. this year. She's getting older. She's getting closer to college. In just a few months, she's going to be in college. We're not going to have any access to these things. So what is it that we need to let go of this year? And it's a gradual process. And we sit down and we're intentional about it. That's awesome because, I yeah, we've never done that. We've just been winging it. Winging a prayer, baby. <laughs> yes. And it, it's stressful and it's hard yeah. because they're your babies, right? But with every year, just like expanding or making maybe the curfew a little later, it's like, what else? Mm-hmm. What other freedoms does she get? What other things can we let go of? And it's exhausting. Yes. It's exhausting. But I love Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh my gosh. But it starts, so I think as they're they're in that cocoon and they're... My apologies. I couldn't hear what you said. Oh, hey girl, what's up? Hey Siri. What up Siri? What up Siri? I have no idea why my watch wanted to get in on this podcast, but she did. Yeah. Well, there you go. (laughs) Well, it starts really when they're in this cocoon so that those wings can be strong. And that's in that growing of root stage, right? And I think many times it's listening without judgment when they tell you stories. Oh, girl. Without bold reactions. So many times I'm like, God, fix my face. God, fix my face. Uh God, make my face. Make, make, Make my face okay. Because... You're freaking out inside. Yes. But on the outside, you have to be cool as a cucumber. Right. Yes. I mean, I've got a really good story. I don't know if it's appropriate. Should I tell it? Uh, I mean... It was a conversation I had with my daughter. You know if you're allowed to tell her or not. Okay. Well... You know I like inappropriate things sometimes. Yes. Well, <laughs> she, had, she was in middle school. Okay. And she 
came home and I was putting her to bed that night. And before I left the room, she was like, mom, I have a question. And she said, so I've noticed that sometimes things, when the boys get up to put their, their cafeteria trays up or throw their trash away that, you know, something's different in their shorts area is how I'll say it. Okay. And I was freaking out. But on the outside, the Holy Spirit had taken over. I'm like, so cool, just sitting there. I'm like, yep, yep, that's a thing. Can you imagine being a boy right. and not having control over that? And I'll spare you the terminology, but I'll use the proper vocabulary. And I said, that's called a this. And, you know, um, it's something that as they get older, that they will have control over. Mm-hmm. But they really don't when they're going through pu- puberty and all this stuff is first happening. And... I was freaking out, but I was so thankful that she felt comfortable in asking me that. But if I'd freaked out... She would have never asked you another thing in all of your life. Exactly. <laughs> and so we have to remain calm Yeah. in our responses. We have to hide her face, hide her face. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting. I, I have a friend that works with a lot of college and high school kids, and she said that one of the biggest complaints right now are not the moms that control too much, but the parents that just go hands off. And I've seen it with some of my friends where they controlled every single aspect of their life. But then when they realize, Oh wait, I actually can't control them. They walked away. Right. And I mean, not physically walked away, but they don't engage with their children. They don't spend time with their children. They think, Oh, we've done our job. They can feed themselves. They can. And so the fact that you were even tucking your child in bed in sixth and seventh grade, I love that. Um, and so your job is not done. No. Actually, it's changed a little bit. It changes, but it's never done. Your transition is not walk away. Sorry, you don't get a hall pass. You don't get to go decide, oh, this is my time to live my life and sow my seeds. No. I remember thinking as a high school student, I had a friend whose uh, parents went out and partied way more than we did. Because <laughs> we, I mean, we were in high school. We really, you know, we were home before they were. And they would come in, and they had definitely been consuming plenty of alcohol. And her mom would come in and do these, you know, cheers. And, I mean, it was crazy. And they never knew when she got home. And so we all wanted to always stay the night with her. And I remember saying to her, you know, it must be so awesome to, like, just be able to do whatever you want. And, I mean, my parents, like, I have a curfew and blah, blah, blah. And they always want to know where I am and what I'm doing. And she was, and she looked at me, and she said... Actually, it's not that great. Mm. I It actually makes me feel like they don't care about me, mm-hmm. that they don't know where I am. They wouldn't even know if I got hurt or if I didn't come home because they're so drunk. And so you think that's cool at a certain age. Right. And the parents just go off and do their thing. But you have to feel, you want to feel loved yeah. and taken care of. And regardless of how they respond to your not control, but your rules and your guidelines and your boundaries, they they appreciate them because it makes you feel as if you're cared about and treasured. Yeah, I, I had um, lunch recently with a friend um, from high school, and I hadn't seen her probably in 20 years. Before. Oh, wow. And so she knew me in high school, and, you know, my high school was wide open. And so she said, you know, you were the person that everybody wanted to hang out with. Like, you... Not like I was the cool one, but you knew, like, Melissa's just independent. 
she's mm-hmm. edgy. She does whatever she wants. She never has parents with her. She, she's cool. Right. But the truth is, I didn't have parents that wanted to be with me at that time. I didn't have anybody to go to the football games. I didn't have anybody to walk alongside me. And so I was just just trying to make it happen. But on the outside, apparently, I just made it look like I was so cool. And I was... <laughs> That's a cake. And inside, right. and it like was all... edgy. And I was rough. And, you know, that was just my survival mode. Right. You had to put on that exterior to cover up the hurt and the fear and the everything else that you were. Right. Like when you're faced with it, there's no option. Like fear's not an option because this has to happen right now. This way, I don't have a choice. So then you just do it. But apparently to other people, it looks cool. It's not cool, guys. Right. Mamas, your daughter wants you to sit in the stands, even if you sit in the back row and never say hello. There's a chance that you're going to go to a football game and your daughter is too embarrassed to say that's my mom. Right. But they're glad you're there. Right. So don't always listen to them. <laughs> well, and here's the other Your thing. Your actions speak louder than words with teens, with kids, mostly. The teenagers are hard to love. Oh, man. Yeah. You and I have this conversation a lot. Yeah. They can be challenging. But it's them exerting their independence. It is. And us having Trying to heart. bust out of that cocoon. Yeah. Spread those wings. I really thought it was going to be easier with boys because, you know, I went through girls already and I thought, well be harder than that I know it's so interesting that you started out with two girls now you got two boys yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's hard to want to go back when your um, efforts are met with angst mm-hmm. or an eye roll or it's so challenging. you just want to be appreciated right mm-hmm. and I think we we take it personally as moms and that is another and I'm so guilty of this please I am not getting on my high horse preaching to y'all I'm like living this out every day with a freshman and a senior in high school so we take it personal and it's not mm-hmm. it's just every child at this age every mom with children is that we're going through it they're spreading their they're learning to spread their wings and with each passing year We've got to trust more and more in the roots that we've given them. And we have to do more, of course, to always be there. Ensure, like I've always told my children, I'm like, listen, I don't like what you did. In yeah. fact, it's awful, but I will always love you. Yeah. It has no reflection on how I feel about you. I always love you. I just don't like what you did. You know, I have actually used, uh, you and I talked about this before, where you remove the offense from the person and put it on the table. Yes. Can you talk about that one more time? Sure. Like, give me an example with the kids. It could be the way they respond. You know, there's a lot of Disney Channel stuff, and everything is so snarky oh, and so is. sarcastic. Cartoons these days. Oh, my painful. gosh. And, like, it's a kind of humor, but the kids pick up on it. Right. And Or if they do a lot of gaming and they're like all this, you know, smack talk. Right. Well, it's easy for them, as we know, you pick that up, it becomes a pattern and they throw it back on us. Right. And so even with anyone, with a friend, with a husband, with a, a child, it is easier to take, remove whatever they've done, the action or the personality trait or whatever it is, sit it on the table and say, look, so... This is a generic thing. I'm not, yes, you've done this. Many people have done this. But let's talk about this over here so it doesn't feel as if you're attacking them. 
it's a more of a general conversation about something. And so I try to do this a lot when the kids will tell me something about a situation and I listen and I'm like, gosh, well, okay, well that, but that is actually kind of sad or that is actually a little unsafe, right? Because mm, what would their parents have done? Mm-hmm. sharing something I'm teaching them without it being about something they've done so, well yeah or you know if they're expressing something that their friends had just done you're not going well he's an idiot because right. then you immediately lose face with your kid when you're calling their friend an idiot but when you take the action off there and going oh man I don't know what I would have done if this had happened to you or if mm-hmm. you know think of the action itself versus the kid that did right. the action. Yeah, and, and talking about their friends isn't, you know, this is really standing in the gap because the more, um, this is an important time to stand in the gap for your kids because your actions and your prayers are going to have more momentum to move them in the right direction than force mm-hmm. and punishment and whatever that takes. Now, sometimes, don't get me wrong, there are times when you have to take action. You know, if there's an addiction or a problem or they're making their own choices that could lead them down a criminal path or, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. But we're just talking about general things. It is, it's hard. And just because you're, I mean, we, you know, I think what's scary for Matt and I, we talk about this, we're like, we see kids who have completely taken the wrong path and their parents have done everything right. They've been there, yeah. they've taken them to church, they pray for them, they're, they're together, they're not divorced. You know, they, they've been this sweet little family, and the kids just, oh my gosh, you're like, how did that happen? And then, and we even have family, and it's like, how in the world did this young lady turn out this way, working hard, paying for her own college, mm-hmm. doing the right things, never partying, you know, do, making the right decisions when she literally was a latchkey kid? Right. How, how did that happen? She had no direction. And so it, it's kind of scary. It's the proof that God is in the middle um, protecting those that don't even know they need protected, right. honestly. Yeah. So it is, it's tricky. I mean, this these are, those wings, you know, every year though, they have to branch out a little bit more. And we have to trust God. We have to trust God, and we have to trust our kids with the roots that we've given them. And setting boundaries, teaching your kids to set boundaries is so important with friends. Um, And that's something that you deal with when they're in middle school. Teach them boundaries. Teach them um, with the social media stuff, like, hey, this is what this looks like. I know you meant it this way, but Mm -hmm. this is maybe how it was taken. Absolutely. And you represent our family. You don't just represent you. Yeah. Is what I tell. You know, when you're out in the community um, and you're on social media, you don't just represent you. You're representing our entire family and what we stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to think about that. And you need to think about how that looks long term for you as a person. And colleges are looking at this stuff now and employees are looking at social media now. And I also, before we close, I want to say another thing that's important at this time is having open conversations with your kids and being honest. Like if you're struggling in a relationship with a friend because of something they're doing or situations, it is okay to be appropriately 
You can't, mm-hmm. obviously there are some details that are not appropriate to share. You have to look at their age, age level, right? And their maturity level. But be open about how you're handling that. Be open that this is challenging. Um, I'm in this situation and I need to separate myself from this person. And I, but I don't want to hurt their feelings, but it's not a healthy relationship. Talk those things through because they, that helps them. Again, you're not focused on them. Right. You're teaching them through what you're doing, but you're being open and honest instead of just hiding it from them. Right. Yeah. And that's how we teach them, by living it out and sharing with them instead of just keeping it a secret. So we talk, we talk, our kids know a lot. Right. They yeah. know a lot. And we, I mean, we never divulge who it is, but I remember Cully saying one time we were driving down the road, that's our son, and we were talking about marriage, and he was like, wow, marriage is a lot of work. I think I'm going to stay single. Oh my gosh, I can see the same thing. I was like, it is a lot, and you shouldn't get married until you're ready to make that commitment and sacrifice and pour into something, because... It, it, it does take work and commitment. And he's like, whew, you know, he, I mean, he was like 13 at yeah. the time, but it was cute, but he was listening. Yeah. And they do listen to more than you realize. Yeah. And you know, you said something earlier about, you know, you represent the family when you're out. And um, I do want to speak to something because I'm going to flip that coin and I'm going to say, if your kids, like you said, um, there are kids that can be raised in the perfect environment and yeah. still make bad choices. Um, that is not a reflection of your parenting. No. You can have two or three kids go up in the same house, have the exact same environment, and they get to choose their own paths, and this is where <laughs> the whole wings comes because you can't control it no matter how much you can see that train coming. If they're going to jump in front of it, they're going to jump in front of it. That's right. And that's when you cling to your faith and you cling to the promises of God and you cling, cling to his word and that's when you really start to rely on God. That's I appreciate you clarifying that. That was when they first started using social media in middle school and to kind of give it, laying the groundwork for uh-huh. using it responsibly. Because yes, when the, the wider those wing, wings get and the older they are, the more they make of their own decisions and it isn't they start to make their own choices at some point and it is not a reflection on you right it is their choice and that is really a hard thing when they're not making the choices that you choose for them to just simply stand in the gap and keep them protected and do what you can and somehow you have to figure out how to make a safe environment for them to come home to when they failed to know they're always loved yeah and so to me, I think that's one of the most important things to teach your kids. Like, when you let them have wings earlier, they're going to fail sooner, and they're going to see that you are a safe place to come home to versus if you control every second of their life until they go to college, and mm-hmm. then they think, I'm never going back there. I can't go back and show my face there. So it's very important to make sure that you're not only living it out, right? So they can yeah. see how you're supposed to live. But then how you respond to other people. They're watching how you respond to your friends. They're watching how you treat your friends. They're watching. How quick you forgive or mm-hmm. or how quick you hold a grudge or how long you hold a grudge or 
how you respond in stressful situations. Yeah. You know, all of that, unfortunately. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready to do this, and you never do this. This is not the right thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) You just talked about it. (laughs) But I'm just letting you know. (laughs) So, you know, we just do the best we can as parents. But just focus on what, what you do. The younger they are, the roots. And then just know as those wings start to spread and with every year as they get older and closer to 18 and adulthood, it is hard, but it is left less off your plate. You have less control with every single year. And standing in the gap is so important. But listen without judgment and try to hide that face, those bold reactions, so that they'll continue to have an open relationship and be honest with you. It's exhausting, but be consistent. Be open and truthful and share your challenges that you're going through with appropriate communication. And then just remember that your actions really do speak so much louder than your words with these kids. They don't want a bunch of nagging. Just love them. That just love them where they are and just be there for them when they come in. And sometimes they just need a hug. And a hot meal. Yeah, that's right. Well, thanks for joining us today on The Center and the Saint. We look forward to being with you next week.